Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. I really do believe that today is going to be very, very impacting. It has been already. And uh, what we want to do right now, if I could just have a couple of stewards just begin to hand out what I'm calling an Easter encounter. So the why behind the Easter, the Gateway Easter encounter is simply this. We, we truly want the, the spirit and the message of Easter to become a personal encounter for you. Hey, you know, the beautiful thing about God is this. You see, we all know that Jesus left his place of glory, came to earth in the likeness uh, of human flesh. He lived a perfect life, and then he went back to the Father because Jesus was resurrected after three days. And so God already made his move, and now he's looking down upon the earth, and now he's saying, your move. And I hear the Holy Spirit saying to every one of us here on site and online, it's your move. The moment you begin to draw near to him is the moment that he begins to draw near to you. And so this is your 2021 Easter encounter with God. And so we're going to focus on three days. You know, a lot can happen in three days. Day one is Good Friday. And what we want to encourage everyone to do is to surrender something. And that could be a number of things. It could be surrendering uh, some issue. It could be surrendering unforgiveness, resentment, bitterness, disappointment, discouragement, a broken relationship, something just, something that you know that you're still carrying in your heart or in your soul. We want to encourage you to surrender sacrificially something on Good Friday, just like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did. William Booth said, the greatness of a man's power is found in the measure of his surrender. That's really good news. And it's scriptural. The greatness of a man's power is found in the level and in the measure of his surrender. Jesus said in uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse 25, you see, this is to set you up for an encounter. This is what it's all about. And he said, for, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. He went on to say in Luke chapter 22, verse 42, he went away a second time, Jesus that is, and he prayed. And he said, my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. I just wonder if it's time for someone here on site or online to, you know, to come before God and say, God, not as I will, not what I want, but your will be done. You know, there's a reason why we call him Lord. There's a passage there when Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't even do what I say? It's quite a challenging passage of scripture. And I just believe that it's time for someone to to come before God and say, God, not as I will, but your will be done. And the reason for that is because what's on the other side is of that surrender is power and blessing and the personal encounter. Day two. Now, it's known as Silent Saturday because we have Good Friday. And before Resurrection Sunday comes, there's Saturday. And there's not a lot in the Bible that actually talks about what happened on the Saturday. And so it's been known as Silent Saturday. 
Because all the disciples were now despondent. They're like, our King, our Lord, our hero, the one we've been following and being committed to is gone. He's dead. It's over. Sometimes we feel like a dream is over. And so we're encouraging you on day two to sow something. And the question is, what's one thing that you can sow in secret on Silent Saturday? The reason why I've put that question there is because of Matthew chapter 6, verse 4. And it says, so that your giving may be done in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So we're encouraging you to do something in secret. You might just bless your neighbor with something where they don't know where the blessing came from. You might, you know, pay for someone's coffee behind you. You might sow something uh, anonymously. But we're encouraging you to go and to be the blessing and to be the message to someone and to do it in secret. You see, on Saturday, a part of where Jesus was, according to Scripture, He was in the belly of the earth. And it says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 40, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, a whale, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the belly of the earth. According to Scripture, that is where Hades is. In the Old Testament, there was Sheol. In the New Testament, there's a place in the belly of the earth, according to Scripture, called Hades. And that's where Jesus went between Good Friday or after he died. He went into the belly of the earth. And of course, he was resurrected on Sunday. And what you get to do is you get to, you know, fill in the details there, as you can see, like when it comes to what you sowed. And then you want to highlight the discovery and, and the blessing as you sowed. Like what was on the other side of your obedience? Day three, the final day, a lot can happen in three days. It's Resurrection Sunday. Now we want to encourage you to see something, to see something. Now that could be, you know, in the service on Sunday. It could be throughout the day. It could be, you know, it could have been something you saw uh, on Good Friday or Silent Saturday, but God wants you to see something. It's about you, you. God wants a relationship with you and he wants you to see him, you see. So John chapter 12, verse 21, it says that they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee with a request. I would call it a humble request. And they said to the disciples, they said, sir, we wish to see Jesus. And the good news is Jesus wants you to see him. Finally, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 6, uh, when the disciples came to see where Jesus had been buried, the angel said, he is not here. He has risen just as he said, come and see the place where he used to lay. And I also pray that there might be something that perhaps, let's just say that it's a, uh, it's a mountain standing between you and your promise. You know, the thing, uh, the breakthrough that you're believing for. I, I pray that some of us, if not many of us, would have the kind of vision and revelation that says, wow, like that mountain was there, but now I can see that it's been removed. That's what I personally, that's what this pastor is praying for concerning you. So I'm going into prayer regarding these three days, and I pray that you would go into prayer also. So the next step is this. 
So the Monday going into the Easter weekend, I'm going to be posting something on the Gateway Facebook page. It's going to be something like a devotional that is going to set you up for miracles, for provisions, but most importantly, most importantly, a personal encounter with Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. Jesus is looking for someone to be his hands and feet. He's looking for someone who will simply walk in agreement and in obedience with heaven. Jesus, the word tells us, in actual fact, this is in the Old Testament. It says the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout all of the earth, looking to see whose hearts he can strengthen. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you are someone's breakthrough. You are someone's miracle. You are someone's message of salvation. You are. You are someone's blessing. <laughs> I'm just trying to see. <laughs> Praise God. G good things are ahead. And so a lot can happen in three days. And uh, I'm really, really excited. What we also want to do the weekend after the Easter weekend, I'd like to get some testimonies about your stories. I'd love to hear your stories. Okay, I'd love to have about maybe five people up here who might begin by saying, well, for me personally, you might say, the, all the days were great, but the biggest day that impacted me was day two. And you can just share with us what happened as a result of you sowing something in secret, right? You can just share with us the blessing. Share with us what God did with you, in and through you. And as you do that, we're going to listen and we call that, that's ministry. So that's what we want to do. A lot can happen in three days. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day. Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Today, I want to continue our, our series uh, entitled The Calling. And I've been talking about The Calling even at Gateway Youth and at our new friends afternoon last uh, week, which was also just fantastic. But we've been looking at what God has called us to. Number one, salvation. We also learned that God has called us to holiness. We also looked at the, the great call and commission of the, uh, the prophet Isaiah. Today, I also want to discuss another part of our calling, which has to do with making disciples. You and I are called to go and make disciples. Matthew chapter 28, you can follow on the screen. Uh, verse 17, it says, When they saw him, they worshipped him, uh, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. And so if we were to base discipleship when it comes to what it's all about, if we were to base our strategy our structure, our training uh, regarding discipleship on this passage alone. On this passage alone. What, what do you think it is we can learn? Well, really, according to this passage, our only strategy 
and training and the thing we're encouraged to do is to simply go. Jesus said, just go. Just do something. Don't just sit there. Do something and lo, I am with you. Someone, someone may ask themselves why they're not seeing more opportunities to share their faith. Someone may ask themselves why they're not seeing more, more healings, more miracles, more breakthroughs. Well, my simple response would be, well, you know, all the salvations, the opportunities, the baptisms, the healings, the miracles, and the testimonies, they're all on the other side of someone just going and doing something. That's what's so exciting about what Paul Leonardo is going to be doing. Saturday, April 3, going to meet here at 10 a.m., going to have a little bit of training, going to watch a video or two, something real simple. We're going to pray, give you some resources, talk a, a little bit about what to do, what not to do, and then we're going to go. And the second great thing about going is that God says, Lo, I'm with you. And that makes all the difference. <laughs> that makes all the difference. The fact that He's with us, oh, boom, praise God. We've got the miracle worker with us. Anything could happen and it will. That's what I believe. Anything can happen and it will. And uh, that's what makes going so exciting. And so Jesus commands and calls us to go and make disciples of all the nations. But before we can make a disciple, we have to be one. It's like before you can make one, you've got to be one. So what is one and what do they do? Well, gosh, isn't that a big subject to talk about right now? So let me just break it down in four easy steps when it comes to what I believe is a disciple. And this is based on my own journey, based on my own experiences, okay? So I'm talking about even before I got saved. My discipleship journey began, first of all, through number one, listening. You've got to be a good listener. James chapter 1, verse 19 says, Be quick to listen. Be slow to speak. In Revelation, it talks about they who have an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. Revel even salvation comes about, number one, by being a good listener. You can't even get saved until you've heard the gospel. This is why Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, I know this is helping a lot of people right now. This is why Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and lets me come in, I will come in and I will dine with them at the table and we will have fellowship. When I got a revelation of that, I thought, oh, well, this is easy. This is easy. Christianity is easy. All I got to do is just listen out for the knock. First of all, it was for salvation. And then it became what my next step was. Again came the knock. I've been hearing God's knock for years now. When was the last time you heard the knock? Not only heard the knock, but opened up the door and say, Lord, it's you. I didn't know it was you knocking on the door. But because it's you, please, God, come right in. Here's a, the best seat at the table. Come and sit at the head. So number one, if you want to be a disciple and then a disciple maker, you've got to be, number one, a good listener. Number two, you need to be a good learner. If you want to be a good disciple and make disciples, 
Number one, listen. This is based on my own journey. Number two, learn. In order for you to learn, you've got to be humble. If you want to rise and grow in leadership and in ministry, please keep humility forever and a day. Stay humble. Stay exercise humility. Stay humble, teachable, and you'll be reachable. So you've got to be a good learner. One cannot learn and grow if they refuse to listen. And Paul said in Philippians 4.19, The things which you learned and received and heard and saw even in me, in my own example, these do and the God of peace will be with you. Number three, then they became a lover. A lover of God and a lover of God's people. Number four, and it's then you can become a leader. A leader when it comes to listening, learning, and loving. I believe that being a good leader follows being a good listener, learner, and lover of God and God's people. Remember, you can't separate your love for God and your love for people. Perhaps you don't know the passage. Maybe you do. But the Word tells us that you can't say that you love God whom you can't see if you hate your brother or your sister who you can see. You can't separate the two. So, you know, I've been teaching you this for years. The way that we prove that we love and serve God is by loving and serving people. That's how you prove it. How, how do you know that you love and serve God? It's because you love and serve people. Not just here on a, Sundays, on a Sunday, but in the community. Wherever people are, wherever people are, wherever people are, love them where they're at. What I'd like to do right now is uh, I'd like to have another handout passed around today. And uh, this is a discipleship assessment. And what I'd like to do is get through this as effectively and as efficiently as possible. There are people uh, here on site and online and I'm going to encourage you to actually fill out this form now. And, uh, but we're going to work through this together. So what I would like to do, please allow me to uh, lead you uh, throughout the rest of our time together here today. And this is going to be powerful. So again, please follow me as I just take you through this assessment because there's a couple of things that I need you to do. So I'm just going to begin to read from the actual page and and this is something that um, over time I've just personally put together. So this is a discipleship assessment, a journey to personal discovery. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, and this is Gateway Word of the Week, it says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Examine yourself. Like, can I just ask, are you in the faith? Praise God. That's wonderful. But here's another good question. How do you know? How do I know I'm in the faith? Am I in the faith because I say so? Uh, what about what God says? What about what God's Word says? Now, the only thing I want to ask you to do is to be honest. Be honest. Okay, so let me just read and then we'll begin. The following assessment below is designed to help you better understand where you are in your personal faith as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Since no two people are exactly alike, there is no exact formula that will give you a perfect answer. Therefore, it's important to note that the results of this assessment do not define you or put you in an unchangeable category. 
I believe that's important. Instead, your results will reveal a starting point from where you can begin your next step. Take a moment to pray, which we'll do in a moment, before beginning and ask God to help you score yourself in a way that will give you the best picture of where you're currently positioned in your relationship with Jesus. For the most accurate results, answer the questions honestly based on what you're currently doing today instead of where you believe you ought to be. So here's the thing. Most of us here would know what God's Word says. Just, just look at me for a moment. Look at me for a moment. Most of you would know what God's Word says. Okay, you know what to do. But the blessing is in the doing. I have this little mathematical formula for blessings. And it's this. Knowing, in brackets, God's Word, plus doing, in brackets, God's will, equals blessings. So isn't it true to know what God's Word says about forgiving others is easier than doing what God's Word says in forgiving others. So for the best results, we're going to work through this together. Please answer with integrity based on what you're doing today, not based on what you should be doing. Not based on, oh, yeah, I'll get around to that one day just as soon as I've taken care of all of my other affairs. Uh, to be honest, God calls them excuses. And you can read all about that. And that's a, a story that Jesus told about the kingdom. So what you got to do, you got to rate yourself now on a scale of uh, one to five. Number one, being strongly, uh, strongly disagree. Number two, uh, somewhat agree. Number three, not sure. Number four, somewhat agree. And number five, strongly agree. Let's work through this together right now. And you can respond as we go and accordingly. Question number one, I have no doubt about the Bible being the infallible and living Word of God. You may score yourself when you're ready, and I'll just continue to read. Question number two, I believe Jesus is the Son of God, that He died for my sins and rose again from the dead. Question three, I have answered Christ's call to repent and follow Him, and I know that my sins are forgiven. I believe that if we really know that our sins are forgiven, then we'll walk like they are, think and believe like they are. Question four. I allow Christ's Lordship in my life to control what I read, hear, watch, and think about. Like I said earlier, Jesus said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things that I say? This is going to help some people here today. So, for example, you might come across something on, I don't know, on the internet that you know is not right. Well, I want to ask you, do you allow the Lordship of Jesus to influence what happens next? Because I understand there are certain things that come across our, you know, our, our, our field of view that we think, whoa, okay, I wasn't expecting to see that. But what happens next is up to us. So sometimes we can't help a bird flying over our head but we can stop that bird coming and nesting in our hair. That's a parable about thoughts. Question five. I have followed in the footsteps of Jesus Christ and have been water baptized by full immersion. If you haven't, come and see me. We can organize that for you. Number six. I can identify in the last year where my life has changed because of my trust in Jesus. Number seven. 
I set time aside each day to be alone with God in prayer, Bible reading, and meditation. And so if you, for example, score a two on that, then my question is, what would it take for you to go from a two to a three? And if you go from a two to a three or a four, we call that growth and progress. Number eight, I attend Gateway Life Church services regularly because it's my spiritual church home. Now, if for some reason you can't be here, then at least watch online or watch the replay. Question nine, I belong to a life group for the purpose of growing in faith, friendship, and family. You know what? I need midweek connection with other brothers and other sisters. I need that. So if you're not a part of a life group, let me encourage you to sign up online or sign up at the ABC Hub at the table. If you can't get to one geographically, we can connect you online. Number 10, I have discovered my God-given gifts and talents and have connected to my purpose. Number 11, I believe God has a plan for my life, which is why I ask the Holy Spirit to lead me every day. That prayer could be, Lord, who can I bless? Who can I reach out to and share my faith? Lord, give me an opportunity to pray with someone today. Number 12, I pray and look for ways to give non-Christians an opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Number 13, I believe that there is a solution to every problem, which is an opportunity to grow in wisdom. When it comes to people that I surround myself with, they have to be solution-focused people. You know, you don't want to be surrounding yourself with people who have a problem to every solution. You want people who have a solution to every problem. Uh, number 14, I am more concerned about having God's approval, rather the approval of others. Number 15, I am spiritually discipling another, others to help them grow in their faith with Jesus. Number 16, when I say or do something wrong, I put it right before the day is over by confessing it to God. Number 17, I am confident to effectively communicate my faith and the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. If you're not, then I would extend an invitation to Paulie and Otter's uh, street ministry group. Number 18, I intentionally seek opportunities to bless, encourage, and to love and serve others. Number 19, I am regularly giving of my time, serving, my talents, gifts, and treasure, finances to God's work. Finally today, I am confident that when I die, I will live with Christ in eternity according to the Scriptures. And if you turn over the page, what you can do then is total your score, and you can see where you are positioned on your own personal discipleship journey. As you can see, if you've scored from 10 to 40, then you are considering faith. If you scored between 40 and 70, then you are following. There is, you have been transformed, but there's still room for growth. If you scored from 70 to 90, you are transforming. You're growing more and more into the image of Jesus. And if you scored from 90 to 100, you are continually being transformed and you need to be leading in some capacity. It may not necessarily be leading a ministry team or a life group, but at least leading by example. 
And then there are some questions that you can ask yourself. For example, what does your score represent? What are your greatest discipleship strengths? What are your opportunities to grow as a disciple? What steps are you required to improve your score? In other words, in order to go up, you have to give up. That's why we're looking at an Easter encounter. What are you prepared to surrender? I think this Easter encounter is a good opportunity to reset your faith. And finally today, Jesus said in John chapter 13, verse 17, Now that you know these things, it's like, uh-oh, now there comes a responsibility. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. My final question is, what are you going to do now and what's your next step? This is a game changer. Our mission statement is to equip, encourage and empower the generations through discipleship and leadership development. You see, a part of our calling is to be a disciple and to make disciples. Could it be that this is now a season for someone where you've got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, man, woman, no more excuses. No more wasting time. No more coming up with reasons why you can't because that's not even in the Bible. Because Scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who loved me and gave himself up for me. Come on now, be the blessing. Be the miracle. Be the breakthrough. Be the gateway of God's kingdom on earth and transform community and culture. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.